Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! I love, love, love this story about the idiots that tried to steal the ATM on the south side. What'd they do? They decided to grab a couple of chains, attach it to their <laughs> truck, and then take right off. And it didn't work, did it? Shockingly, no. <laughs> I I know it's hard to believe that the masterminds behind such a brilliant plot uh, did not get their money. But maybe we shouldn't laugh, because at the time of us doing this show here, they haven't caught the people that tried to do it. They went on, yeah, once the pursuits got on the interstate see that's the thing i don't like about this whole the cops stop pursuing them i mean if that's the policy for the police department to stop i mean i understand it's one thing if they're driving radically radically through neighborhoods but on the interstate at five o'clock in the morning couldn't like, possibly eh. be that busy could it at five o'clock yeah, in the I'm morning not trying to criticize the police at all but but either way they <laughs> the trucks caught on fire or something like that and they had to evacuate <laughs> i'm reading what a calamity here, i mean the just- officers were returning to their assigned area and they saw that the rear wheel of the suspect's vehicle was on fire on 465 at southport road and the fire department <laughs> had to come and put it out I mean, that is some wear and tear on your vehicle when you've got chains and you're dragging a freaking ATM machine. Yeah, not only that, but I looked it up. Like, I, I said, how much does an ATM machine weigh? And it came back 500 to 2,500 pounds. Oh, they're on big the mamajamas. They are. And Okay. So once you do successfully steal an ATM and get it back to the warehouse or wherever your, wherever your hideout is at, then what do you do? It's not like you could just take a set of Stanley screwdrivers and start uh, taking taking it apart. Right. There's special tools and stuff you need. You can't just crack it open with a pair of pliers. If any of this conversation sounds familiar, this is exactly what happened in the comedy movie Barbershop with Ice Cube. <laughs> Like Ice Cube and Cedric yeah. the Entertainer. So Anthony Anderson's character, he tried to do this. And there's a scene in the movie where he's got the stolen ATM and he's going down the street with it on a dolly. And he thinks the police are onto him. So he stops and acts like he's using the ATM that he's stolen. <laughs> and people start lining up behind him. Oh, the machine broke, y'all. I said the machine broke. <laughs> This is the exact same thing that happened in Barbershop. Now, I typed, I also typed in uh, Google, and I'm probably going to get flagged for this. We get a visit from uh, the FBI or something, how to break into an ATM. (laughs) And basically, it took me to a thing where it says ATM machines are designed with robust security features to prevent unauthorized access, which is a fancy way of saying they've got, you know, it's secure alarm systems, tamper-proof locks. I don't know that you could just. I don't know that the average criminal, if they were successful in transport, transporting a, a thousand pound ATM to their hideout, could just beat it with a sledgehammer and get the money. Anthony Anderson had a blowtorch and couldn't get into it. <laughs> what makes you think that these morons on the south side are going to get into the ATM if Anthony Anderson couldn't do it in barbershop? Now there are videos on on YouTube of of people hacking and breaking in and using i don't know it looks like this guy's using like some sort of metal saw 
So I, I don't know if it could I love be that easy. you're looking this up. I know. I wanted to see because if you're successful, but I, I, I just doubt it sounds like these geniuses, you know, driving their jalopy down the road when it catches on fire because it's dragging an ATM on the back. It doesn't, doesn't sound like they have the uh, technology to uh, to accomplish such a task. You know what's going to happen now. There'll be an ATM that goes missing tonight, and they're going to blame you for it. <laughs> uh, I heard that guy on the radio talking about how he's going to break into one. You know that's coming. All, All right. right. Blame me. Fine. Keeping it on the south side here, and I'm still trying to make sense of the shooting that took place at the Beach Grove KFC. So we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Um, there was a situation where an employee was fired and then came back later and shot people, specifically shot one person, shot him in the head, made contact. Now, it sounds like that person's going to be okay, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Wow. But I've got questions as to what's taking so long for an attempted murder charge. Because so far, the only charge for this guy that shot somebody in the head is aggravated assault. And if you look at the rap sheet of this guy, he's been in and out. Of course. Should not have access to a firearm. He's a prohibited possessor course he's had issues in the past and i'm wondering what's taking so long to file an attempted murder charge well i asked the prosecutor so i did ask some prosecutors did you marion county's prosecutor refuses to come on this program we would love to have ryan mears we have an open seat if he ever wants to come on this show and have a conversation with us but i reached out to some other counties around indy uh some folks that Currently work as prosecutors, some folks that are retired. I spoke to some law enforcement officers. And what I learned was for an attempted murder charge, usually there has to be more than one shot fired. Because whether it's BS or not, sometimes you could make the claim that if it's just one shot, it was an accident. Or they got into a fight and there was a struggle, the gun accidentally went off. Somebody stumbled or something and a gunshot went off. If it's just one shot, you could make a case that it wasn't an attempted murder. Attempted murder meaning intentionally trying to end someone's life. But this KFC shooting from the people that I've spoke with was four to five shots oh. fired. Oh, those are was that in the report? Do, I've got from the some sources? folks. I've got folks that I talked to. Four or five shots? Four or five Good shots. Lord. One of them connecting and hitting uh, this employee in the head. Now, again, he's going to be okay, but this is more than one shot. So that tells me this is intentional. Hold and, on. Hold on. Do we know that he was an employee? Yes. And we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. But this tells me this was clearly intentional. Four to five shots wasn't, I dropped my gun, I stumbled, it was a mistake. That's intentional. So maybe the Marion County Prosecutor's Office is ultimately going to file an attempted murder charge, but they haven't yet. And if they do not file an attempted murder charge, that is unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. Now, on a side note... There was a great story and a hero that came from what happened at that KFC in Beach Grove. 17-year-old Drew Gardner. This kid is a badass. He's the hero here. He was the one that took care of the gunshot victim, which he tells a local TV station was his co-worker at that KFC. Okay. okay. 
He was the one that took care of him until the police and the medics arrived. So basically, he made like a tourniquet, like took the towels and everything, kept pressure on the gunshot wound, lifted him up, cleaned him up until the proper authorities came wow. by. Now, next level here, his mother, who was doing this interview with him on a local TV station, said that her son has some social barriers. He has autism. But in the heat of the moment. Wait, the hero here? Yes. Is, is on the spectrum? Yes. Wow. In the heat of the moment, my man, this 17-year-old, who's a little socially shy, knew how to save somebody's life. And I think that's incredibly awesome. So, listen, I don't want to talk about the 24-year-old scumbag that shot somebody. I hope the prosecutor's office files the right charges and attempted murder charge against this guy because it's warranted. But I think everybody needs to remember the name Drew Gardner because that is unbelievable. That's awesome, man. Good for that kid. Bravo. And good for his mother. Like, I don't know who his mom is, but you raised an awesome kid because imagine... Literally, bullets are flying at this location. He's not sure if it's safe or not. He takes his wounded co-worker to the side and makes sure that he is taking care of him until the proper medics arrive. I think that's fantastic. I also typed in aggravated assault examples just now. I've typed in some interesting things into Google. I'm going to get flagged left and right. But, you know, this guy shot four or five times at this dude. Aggravated assault includes throwing a vase at someone or pushing another into a glass object, breaking someone's jaw, breaking someone's nose that doesn't heal without medical intervention, all types of aggravated assault. Now, shooting a gun at someone is listed on the examples. Shooting someone in the head on that list? Four or five times? Yeah. No, it's not on the list. I mean, I don't know if all those shots were fired at one guy. I understand. But it clearly was intentional. Like, when you're firing four to five shots, that's intentional. And as of right now, I'm hoping it changes, but as of right now, the Marion County Prosecutor's Office has not filed an attempted murder charge against a guy that should not have had a weapon and shot somebody in the head. Unbelievable.